Bravo the podcast. My name is Kendall and I'm here with my co-host Shansi Nancy. Hello, Hello. I'm here. Eating cheese again and we are ready to kick straight back into it with a recap of Below Deck Med. Yeah, and then I think we're going to go on to um, Beverly Hills because, you know, everyone wants to know about that. Or they don't. I feel like everyone's over it, but we're going to recap it anyway. Exactly. And then we're going to do episode three of this season of Potomac, which this week I have binged my bloody heart out to do. She made a promise last week that we would be doing Potomac tonight and Chantel has kept her promise and binged a whole season and two episodes that were up to date with what's going on with Potomac. And we can, we actually have like so much to catch on because we've never ever talked about this together before. We've never been able to like fully like Mm-mm. see how we feel about it. So like this is going to be a big one. We've saved our Potomac conversation cherry for you guys exactly honestly we're gonna pop it together i really like my work life and entire livelihood kind of suffered just for me to get through it and it was worth it though i loved it like i remember when i was binging season four and i was like this is my life like i didn't want to watch anything else like you could have like given me like i don't know 17 oscar winning movies that were going to be live performed in front of me and i was like no i want to watch season four potomac like i was like this is too much yeah my friend asked me to go over and watch hamilton on disney and i was like no 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 i'm not watching any of that i've Tony got homework to do for fuck's sake <laughs> exactly. okay you guys so we're gonna start with below deck med yes. the latest episode which was actually fucking crazy oh my god this okay so this was definitely the most exciting episode of the season for sure it felt like two episodes almost it was like we knew the hannah drama was coming and then the second half delivered so yeah i mean i think we started off in the cabin like captain sandy's office yeah um and captain sandy from last week was like you know i I found out you've got drugs on board you've got unprescribed drugs or you haven't you know declared them yeah, so I, apparently, which I'm not, I didn't really know. This is, hasn't really been addressed on either Below Deck or Below Deck Med that much. But apparently when people first come on board as, um, you know, the crew, they have to declare any prescription medication that they have. This is like all just random shit that apparently that Malia and Sandy are totally across. So according to maritime law, you have to declare what prescription medications you have before you come on board and you have to kind of like do an official declaration because in the event of an emergency sandy i think used at one stage like a airplane example like you can't have prescription medication that nobody knows about in, in case, your possession like it's just yeah. yeah or in case like a hostess is trying to help people in terms of an emergency and she's a bit high or out of it I think that's totally. what she was getting at. So the issue was so that obviously Captain Sandy had the Valium and the CBD brought to her attention by Malia. And um, Hannah admits later in the episode that she actually didn't, um, you know, report the prescription and the fact that she had Valium on board, even though it was legal, you know. And, the, and technically, like in Australia, they print the prescription on top of the... yeah. The medication so, so like it's really like it's not like she didn't have the prescription like she just had it like yeah that's, on top. that's like, something i was a bit like Ugh, about because i feel like you don't get something printed with your name on a like a medical packet unless it's prescription right so sandy yeah. obviously knew it was prescribed stuff so that obviously wasn't the case so she was making out at that moment like she needed the prescription and if she didn't have it for the valium Valium. I can't say Valium. it. Thank you. She, <laughs> Valium. she um was obviously like guilty. And at that moment, so she asked Hannah mm. like to leave her office and Hannah's like, yeah, I'll go get the prescription. Obviously you can tell Hannah's like, she's bluffing, but she's just so freaking stressed. Like, yeah, it's you, a lot. You can tell it's just like so real. And anyway, and then suddenly Captain Sandy's in her office and she's like, oh fuck, I should go chase um hannah because she might be flushing the evidence i'm like what evidence yeah she's taking it very very seriously and she doesn't want to leave hannah alone in her cabin but in doing so she like goes downstairs she opens the cabin door and she like just opens the bathroom door when hannah's like she's literally got her fly undone like she we can see her underwear in this scene hannah's like hey like can I go to the bathroom? And she's like, I need your drugs. It's all very real. I just, the thing I think that this week everyone's been going off on social about, and I kind of agree is that right or wrongly, Malia brought it up, but why did she bring it up at the time she did after totally. she had a fight? If she knew about it a week before or whenever she had her episode 
before with, you know, having the panic attack. Yeah, oh, I need a Valium. Then Malia should have said, you know, you should really have you reported that to Sandy. Like, I feel like there's a level of, like, you know, colleague to colleague etiquette where you go, hey, I have a feeling you're doing the wrong thing. I'm giving you the chance to to take it to the boss and, and report it. You're not, like, giving them a pass if you know it's wrong, but you're saying... I'm giving you the chance to explain this yourself as opposed to me explaining it for you. And Malia just never gave her that shot, which I think is why everyone's like so upset at her. I think so. And there were lots of like flashbacks. It's it's now coming to life to be dramatic that um, Malia and Captain Sandy look like they've been having all these conversations. They're in cahoots. They're in cahoots about Hannah and her anxiety attacks, which is not really right. If they're worried about Hannah's anxiety attacks, they should have brought it up before. Totally. And you can tell, like, you know, Hannah, she... So, uh, essentially, Captain Sandy goes down with her. Hannah cannot find her prescription. Captain Sandy's having all these, like, weird conversations with the first mate. Yeah, was the name? We don't know um, who this guy this is. This first mate man who's, like, looking up the laws, and he's like, you know, if she doesn't have the prescription, we can um, terminate her contract or whatever. So, so... Hannah comes back up and Captain Sandy's like, okay, so you don't have the prescription. Hannah at this point looks just like totally defeated. Like she's like, you know what? Whatever the fuck is about to happen is about to happen. Which I would be too. I'd just be like, fuck, like I'm obviously going to get kicked off. Oh my God. And you'd just be so over it. Like it's like this whole situation where Malia wanted her boyfriend to be on the boat. And this is like everything that has launched this issue. Like you'd just be like, this is And Hannah seemed over it for the last couple of episodes. Like it's... It's time to just, like... Move on. Yeah. So, in any case, Captain Sandy says the weirdest way of firing her in all of time, which is basically, like, I want to continue the charger with the rest of the crew because it is best if you're not there because I'm... I can't risk it for the crew and also for my license. Like, that's how she, like, says you can't be on the boat anymore. (laughs) But, like, she doesn't say that. She's like, oh, and the rest of the crew, I want to do the charter with them well yeah like i found it interesting because later on hannah's really like two minutes later when hannah's off the boat she just has a second she like goes off the boat she's obviously angry she demikes she walks yeah. past everyone and like tom's in the kitchen malia's boyfriend chef being like so hannah and she's like not nah, not talking sorry which i would be like to just yeah. get me off the boat i want to talk to someone else i want to talk to my boyfriend i want to have some sort of like totally. regular chat like i've just been fired off this job it's like regardless of the the actual role of being on a boat this is a show that he she's been like the star of for like five years yeah, like it's, it's not life. like her it's not like a regular like just chief stew job like she's getting let go of on camera and then before that she was on yachts for like so much longer than the show too. yeah so you'd need a moment to be like you know what i really need to call my boyfriend i just want to walk on the dock like and she she does they they do break the fourth wall like she's saying they're being like come on boys we can do this all day like you can follow me up and down the dock like i'm not i'm like not mic'd but i've got cameras on me and then of course captain sandy like decides to come out and like follows her around like i care about you like it's not about our personal kind of feelings toward each other it's just the whole situation and hannah's just like i've got no time for that yeah she's like well no like she she, you can tell she's like you don't fucking care about me like this is stupid you didn't you didn't give a fuck that i've had an anxiety attack you just think it's a liability to the boat and your license when like which is true but yeah i think like, I feel like more angry with Malia, to be honest, because I felt like it was all shady. Captain Sandy, yes, it's annoying. And she also then kind of blurts out that, look, she's been worried about sailing with her because of X, Y, Z the past, like, few weeks. And it's like, yeah. you can't say that about someone and make out, like, that has nothing to do with why you're firing them now, you know? And also, like, Hannah had an anxiety attack in the middle of the night off charter. Like, it's not like there was ever an instance where, like, the people, the clients, like, ever felt, like, her anxiety and, like, they, you know, like, I just think that it was being a bit of a stretch saying that yeah, because she had that incident, like, she didn't feel like she could be trusted around people and going out on charter. When actually, if you think about it, it's like when, well, whenever I get feelings of, like, anxiety, sometimes it takes, like, your days off and it just, like, you just kind of go crazy on those days off because you're like, I can let my guard down and I reckon that's what Hannah was doing. She's like, okay, I'm not going to go on yeah. this day club out with no. you guys. I'm just going to have my breakdown while there's no guests around. And what's actually that's funny... That's being professional. What's actually funny is, like, um, so Pete, 
crazy Pete also like when this was going down last week as we talked about last week how we released the whole thing about you know well Malia was having coke at the day club and it's like I feel like even when Hannah was talking to Jess about what was happening when she was packing her bags Jess was like shocked that Malia would do it as in like are you serious like yeah because Hannah didn't know for sure but she could guess that probably Malia sent a picture of the drugs to Captain Sandy and that's the thing that made Malia look all the more shit is that when when it came to the fact that you know Hannah's packing her bags and Malia's like standing over her being like oh hey like what happened question mark and Hannah's like well I have Valium on board and then Malia's like oh oh well did you like tell the people before you got on board like she didn't even say like hey hannah like yeah i was the one that took the picture i sent it to captain sandy you really shouldn't have this shit on board like it was just like such a betrayal of like you know colleague to colleague trust that's just like i don't know how you could move past it so with below deck reunions do the other do they a have one and then i'm sure they do but b does everyone who was fired come on like are we going to get the crazy italian chica back or well the thing is like sometimes they don't have below deck reunions and when they do have below deck reunions it's normally like a it's like a clubhouse watch what happens live Uh, scenario um but they normally do have the whole crew so it will be like in the in the if it if they did do one like if this was not covid times it'd probably be a watch what happens live like clubhouse with the whole crew plus kiko and laura yeah and tom like anyone that was on the boat would be there God, I hope that happens. I really want to like, say it. Like, it was just, like, this was the fucking craziest episode. And then we've got, you know, obviously Sandy's, like, she decides that she doesn't give a fuck about Hannah anymore. She's like, well, I'm not going to care about you if you don't think that I care about you. So Bugsy's going to be Chief Stew. And then, obviously, Bugsy goes straight into her, like, fucking... She's like, activation, Chief Stew. Hey, I am Chief <laughs> Stew. Quickly, oh my God. Jess to the cabins as much as Bugsy annoys me and she really did this episode she does but at least she was like fucking on it like I would also hate to be like on the boat and have someone that was like oh I'm not in the mood like no I'm happy she's that definitely, she's definitely she's a fucking goody two shoes brown noser motherfucker and but she I'd rather have that on my boat but also like bleh. so you can tell Jess is like not super pumped that Bugsy's gonna be cheap stew because she now just like yeah I really enjoy just this episode like I feel like she's been a bit more kind of saying how she feels whereas in the past she's been a bit like you can tell how she feels but she's a bit more reserved whereas this time she was like no nah, like, not clearly... loving Bugsy she's like there's a reason we have a dog named Bugsy and that's because he bugs <laughs> the shit out of me and we're so like good. Ooh, ooh, the and also shit. this episode we saw like you know like not too much of her and Rob I think there's drama coming we saw mm, in oh my the, god like, we have to talk about the next season yes preview. but I feel like we saw a good side to them like I was kind of like I don't mind them like yeah I hate mushy shit on tv like no. it was annoying when he was like I love you but like I'm like okay yeah cute so we have um the charter guests arrive this is so Sandy basically sits the whole entire crew down she's like look Hannah's been let go this is the lesson to all of you about letting me know what drugs you have on board maritime um, law blah, by blah, blah, the blah. way yeah so maritime law they're talking about like the, uh i think malia uses the example of one time she had like an allergic reaction and she, they like show all these like dramatic pictures of her with like puffy lips and like they're like fading rash fade out and they're like and she's like and i had to get someone to approve it to have me have benadryl she's like benadryl that is just Benadryl. Benadryl. So they're really like pushing it that this is apparently a really, really big deal, which I think us and the whole entire Bravo community can't really understand considering it's Valium. Like, it's okay. Everything, like, <laughs> it's nothing crazy. No Entiendo Maritime Law. Exactly. So it's like they they have their team meeting. Um, you know, we've got a new chef, Tom, Malia's boyfriend, for this charter. We've got a new Chief Stew Bugsy, and the charter gifts. Of course, seem fucking high maintenance. They and are. They're all assholes. So this is going to be great. It's type. So they come on board and they're like, they've got, I think maybe like five bags each by the looks of it. Yeah, Not Jesus even being Christ. dramatic. And then they come on board. The first thing we see is like they're posing for a photo, and one of them who's taking the photo says, "Say money, say money." So you know that. Although money does oh. make you have a beautiful smile when you do say it. Okay. They're also like definite swingers. Like we've got a lot of sexual innuendos happening. Like one of them's taking taking some pictures of his girlfriend or something on in the hot tub and she like somehow starts stripping. We pretty much see like her 
her whole I think ass. The dead giveaway is that like throughout the whole episode, these charter guests, like their clothes are kind of coming off every way. And yeah. they've got like a communal dildo, everyone's chucking around as some Which sort is of huge, joke. By the way, it's like fucking it's, huge. it's a foot long. It's a foot long dildo. It's yeah, it's like a subway sandwich with like an Italian. They're herb. flopping it around, it's like bleeped out the whole entire time. And then, but no one's shocked. They're all like, no really, one's batting an eye. Really with. weird scene where this like guy who's like a bit chubby, like he's naked, and it's like one of those like um, you know, hidden camera situations where he comes out of his cabin, he tries to open another cabin while he's naked with the dildo. That cabin is locked. So then he opens another cabin that isn't locked and just throws the dildo in and then walks away. He's totally messed up. Though. But I'm like, supposedly like- everyone is cool with this for sure there's drugs on this boat because of these people like how could they be just like drunk bloody hope there's drugs Otherwise, and soda doesn't do that much to you it does not like they just no one is that concerned like they're definitely doing stuff and they're you know so we've got tom and he's like in the kitchen he's prepping mm. all day he looks like he's doing a relatively okay job at yeah. this point he looks like he's doing an okay job the thing is it's tough because these guests aren't your normal guests no. so they're like coming in with super high expectations tom's super feeling stressed because he talks about he's like there's been drama which he hasn't really been involved in but to be fair also we don't know what him and malia have been mm. having conversations she's probably like the telling oysters him the have little shells in them yeah so oysters some sort of lobster is undercooked like there's a lot of issues with like sending the food back but i don't think it's him as a chef i think it's no. just these guests and you can tell it's stressing him out and then bugsy He's like, oh, they want a birthday cake in three hours. He's like, a chocolate birthday cake. Like, he freaks out. Which he acts like it's, like, the biggest thing that anyone's ever asked. And I was telling Chantelle, I was like, you know what? Like, there's been charters where literally the chief stew has to wake up the chef because it's, like, 3 o'clock in the morning yeah. and they want quesadillas. Like, okay. And it's like, well, three hours notice for a birthday cake is actually pretty fucking great. Also, like, I can't cook anything, but I know how to cook a chocolate cake. Like, I'm sure a chef knows how to do a basic chocolate cake. He was just like, it won't be cool in time for them to eat it. Was it was very stressful. And it's like, calm down. And he even, like, he throws... So he's throwing, like, all sorts of tantrums. I would call it an English tanty. An English tanty. He goes down into the, you know, his quarters with Malia and has, like, a big bitch sesh with her where he's like, I don't deserve this. Like, this is too much. Like, this is suicide. Like, this is too much for me. Like, they want a cake in three hours. Like, are you joking? And I'm going, yeah. I've definitely seen a hundred other yacht chefs have, like, way less time to do this stuff. So he said he trained with Gordon Ramsay and he's definitely got his temper because he's, like, storming in and out. He's slamming things. Bugsy, like, it's trying to be helpful. And, like, to be fair to her, she's being fully helpful. Like, she's not a cook. She doesn't know what's happening. Give her some proper instructions. Apparently, she throws something out. She's not supposed to. He's like, are you fucking serious? And she's like, oh, yeah, some sort of potato issue. Yeah. Like, he just seems like he's hot-headed. And he's then freaking all of a sudden, more like, shit, like, this guy actually, like, might not be as calm and beautiful as Kiko, which, aka, no one in the world is. And also, the best bit is where we just keep bloody panning to Malia's poor face she looks like I know she looks very stressed because she's like fuck she keeps saying like she's like oh my god I feel so much more stressed because I've got like this guy that I'm like if my boyfriend yeah came on board you'd feel like it's your responsibility if he does bad or if he does good and I feel like he's just he's and everyone no one can be a dick because like if any other chef was treating like Bugsy and stuff she'd be like mate you need to like check yourself for sure because it's Malia's boyfriend she's Mm. like okay I'm gonna go it's awkward and weird and it shouldn't have happened and like you see it so you see it in the season they kind of do like a season preview for the next episode which includes like a whole chunk of shit about Tom the chef where like you know um captain sanding saying to malia like you need to avoid him you can't go in the galley like you're not allowed to be in there and then she's saying to tom like if you want to go you gotta go like i don't know it just seems like there's definitely seems good more issues related to tom we get a huge um issue between jess and rob who've to this point yes. been like amazingly in love I think with each their other love gets tested by handsy guests yeah someone putting their hand on rob's ass and she's like i'll fucking beat you up like it just, like, the whole rest of the season looks, like, absolutely insane. I know. I'm so excited. In an amazing way. So all I want to know this week, which I'm going to investigate, is um, all about kind of uh, Rob and, sorry, Malia and Tom still together. Which we have no idea. We because don't know. it does seem like this was a really horrible idea to hire Tom. Yeah. They don't seem to be working well together They're at all. They're kind of going to see each other's real col- colours. And by everyone, I mean we see Tom's real colours, you know? 
scary. It's and we times. thought, like, literally last week, remember you listened to this episode, all of you, and we were like, oh, like, Tom oh, seems Tom, so sweet. He's Thomas. like an extra from Gossip Girl. There's just, like, that cute yeah. little boy in the background, but, like, no. And now he's, like, an extra from, like, I don't know, something bad. Making a murderer. Yes, that's <laughs> the one. He is the <laughs> chef at the prison in Making he's a Murderer. putting shells and oysters. Okay, well, that was a good little recap, I feel. Yeah, we tried to keep it short and sweet. We've got a lot to get through today. Yeah, we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to get back to Bev Hills. Welcome back, you guys. We are now ready to chat. Recap of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. We are on the episode before the season finale, which I did not realize that the season finale was next Neither week. Like, I. it feels like it just, like, whoa, where the fuck did that come from? And, like, to think, I feel like, yes, there's been drama and I'm over the whole Brandy Denise drama. But also, I feel like we haven't really got to this climax yet. Yes, I thought we'd have at least a few episodes of this whole Brandy thing. It's like we've had, we'll have had like three. And then all of a sudden, we're supposed to go to the reunion. Like, I just feel like. There's way more subtext than any other housewife show, Beverly Hills, don't you think? It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's a very odd situation in terms of what we can and cannot say. Like, it reminds me of like past seasons, but not in a good way. But I feel like. I watched like season one and season two again, and it literally like blew my mind how amazing the old these seasons, seasons were. Like I was like, "This is the like, old ones." Yes, oh, like I was like, totally. "This is fucking crazy!" Like, like just so much. Anyway, we'll we'll get into that another day because like the first few seasons are amazing. Yeah, it was like how I just don't understand like how we've gotten to this point. I know. Okay, so this this episode we start out. Um, Amelia Gray and Lisa Rinna are kind of in some sort of like sandbox thing it's called and it's like they're kind of surfing but in um I think it's like in the, in in a sandbox in the ground so it's like a very LA oh, style yes. kind of like athletica but I just don't get it I'm like are you planning to one day kind of you know surf or are you just is this a new yoga phase I don't know and it was just weird because like we've obviously had a lot of chat about Lisa Rinna and then also Amelia with like the whole body image thing and then we're getting a scene where like Amelia's in like a crop top and then Lisa Rinna's just like in her workout clothes and they're working out together like and I'm just like isn't this like perpetuating the whole issue like I was just kind of like well yeah I mean they talk about it a bit later on this episode where um kind of Lisa is fresh from Rome and she sits down with Amelia Gray who has just moved into this Beautiful. Also, where does Amelia Gray come from? Where's the Gray? Is that her middle name? I think that's like her full-on name. But Lisa Rinna and then also Harry Hamlin. Like, where's the Gray come from? I think they just like, well, like, let's call her Amelia. No, wait, Amelia Gray. What's the other daughter's name? Uh, Delilah. Delilah. Delilah Bell. Exactly. Maybe they've both got like middle names that people like that they just want to, they just, they just want to like shove around. It's very Hollywood. I don't know. But anyway, so her and um, Lisa Rinna are sitting on the bed in this episode, and Lisa Rinna brings up Garcelle bringing up her eating disorder Mm. comments where she said, basically, Garcelle, remember in the previous episode in Italy, Garcelle was like, Lisa Rinna, do you feel like there's a correlation between Amelia's eating disorder and your? Like, the fact that you are often on Instagram, like, just, like, you know, dancing around half naked, which we thought we both agreed, like, was totally inappropriate. I think that Garcelle's just trying to, like, do some shit every once in a while to make her feel relevant. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like that she's not fully engaging. Like, I'm not at the point with her where I feel like she can say these things. No, which is hardly in the show. And maybe, of course, they don't show us as much that she's saying, but everything she seems to be saying is just kind of, like, a bit of scandalous and de- like i love it's like she's just trying to be annoying like yeah. she's like hey remember this thing that we said because i'm a housewife and i should bring these things up like where it's Sutton, like well no 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 Sutton Sutton doesn't say i feel like something doesn't say anything like that crazy interesting but when she does like she just brings something more i feel more connected to Sutton than i do garcelle and i don't know why i agree no i totally agree so we've got we've got amelia and lisa Brenner. they're having a good old chat on the bed we don't really get super far with this. It's kind of like, oh, you know, I don't think that you have that much to do with my eating disorder. Let's move on. It kind of finishes with Lisa Rinna kind of showering her daughter with praise, being like, Amelia Gray, you are so smart. You're so smart. So And then Amelia's smart. like, I'm not that smart. I just use really big words. And I was like, what big words did you use in that? <laughs> I 
in that whole entire <laughs> scene, really, actually. Like, I don't recall any of the big words that you used. I don't, know, I don't right. know if there are any, but um, that's we all right. We can keep going. She has got a new apartment, guys. Rest assured that Alexia, Amelia Gray is okay and not homeless. Umansky sorted her out. Did she? she? Like, you know what? Here's an apartment. Guys, it was a My studio. Girl. Like, it was, like, one bedroom, one bathroom, $5,700 USD a month. But that like, is that's that's a maybe it's like LA prices. They're just a lot. That's like twelve hundred dollars a week. You better be furnished. That's all I'm saying. But that's fucking nuts. I like, know. It doesn't matter what building you're in. You've got one bedroom, one bathroom, nine hundred square meters or whatever it said. Amelia Gray. We hope you're happy. That's all because you did put a lot of pressure on and the you happiness. Overpaid for this apartment. Like it just doesn't look that cute. But girl, Alexia. Okay, so we also miss this bit where um Denise rocks up at Garcelle's house, right? And they're like having a cheese board night. And they're kind of just debriefing about Rome. And Denise is kind of just making it very, like, <laughs> chiller. I don't mind oh, what I happened just in Rome. I move on. I hope that the ladies can move on. Totally. And it's like, no, it's, it's, I think Kendall and I were just like, if you had nothing to hide, you wouldn't worry. And she's worrying. Totally. It's like if, if someone made up these outlandish rumors about you, you feel like you just, it would just die in the ass because you'd be like, this is ridiculous. And it's just the fact that all of her stories are, like, totally contradictory all the time. Like, she's like, oh, hey, like, I, um, yeah, I actually don't know Brandy at all. Like, we've spoken, like, two times. And then it's like, well, no, duh, you've actually spoken to her a bunch of times before filming. And you asked her if she was even going on this cast trip. So I just yeah. think that, like, if it was a lie, it would be much more vacantly obvious that it was a lie. I also just don't get, because in this scene, you've got Denise and Garcelle, and they're both talking about how long they've known each other and how good of friends they are but I just I don't get that they're good friends more than I get that her and Denise and Rinna are friends like I feel Denise is a very standoffish person so you never really know who she actually is friends with or not I don't know totally and then we've got we were going towards like Teddy's baby shower which is obviously a PR push to Buca de Beppo which I've never ever heard the words Buca de Beppo whispered like so often in one episode like it's obviously i don't know how much money they paid for the for denise like for not sorry denise um for dorit to do her own fucking it's kind of like room but it's like they're getting so much advertising left right and center it's like last season in vanderpump where they made like vanderpump vegas a thing for like a week oh my god it's like so denise is not denise sorry dorit god denise the d's i tell you um so dorit is like super excited because she fucking hates teddy to throw her a baby shower and co-host with Kyle. Mm. And it's obviously going to be at her Capri room at Buca de Beppo. Oh my God, in the Capri room. This is so weird that it just coincides with my PR dates, which coincides with the dates that we're filming. <laughs> it's handy. so weird. And, and the room is like the whole decor, I'm telling you. It's not to read at all. Everything's disgusting. Well, it's hard to make a room with no windows appealing. That's what I think. And they've got this whole, she's got like a mural on the wall, which is like a fake window. Everything's painted yellow. They've got the fake lemons and the fake, you know, figs in the wall. Like, and I was just like, dude, like, this doesn't feel like high class to me at all. Lash out. Get some real lemons. Come on. I was just like, okay, I I get it. We need to get around this business venture. But at the same time, I'm like, this doesn't really suit the BH vibes. Like, I felt like, um, fucking, they're looking for the next, like, Lisa Vanderpump restaurants that they can film in free. Yeah, I don't think we're going to find a Booker de Pepper spin-off here or whatever it is. No, and they can't find the Villa Blanca. It's a different vibe. It's weird. Anyway, so we start off with the baby shower and Denise is calling to say she's sick, which, <coughs> boo you whore, you boo. are not. Because it's just, as everyone's saying, like Teddy even says it, she's like, I'd have more respect for you if you just... Totally. I think Kyle says it as well. She's like, just say you're not ready to be around this group. But it's It's like, Denise just is full of like, I just feel like she's lying, like left, right and center. She's like, oh my God, I can't. I don't think she can even keep up with her lies. She can. She doesn't even remember what she said. That's why she's like, oh yeah, I'm sick. And then she's like, oh yeah, was I glad that I was sick? Fuck yeah. And it's like, well, no, I don't really think that you Mm, were. I know. It's kind of aggressive. But anyway. The great thing about COVID, not that COVID is great, but the great thing about COVID is that if you want to call in sick, you have to literally like get tested for COVID. True. Take three days it's out. It's like COVID like it's or lie detector. You know? Exactly. It's like it's more serious to be like, I'm actually feeling unwell. So true. So that's been a silver lining to COVID because <laughs> then one. Denise wouldn't have been able to like lie about it to the baby shower. But Denise is dodging a lot of friend catch-ups throughout COVID, I'm sure. 
Teddy, in any case, though, she's surprised that Dorit's even fucking throwing this, but like the baby shower for her because she's like, well, I thought that Denise. Dorit hated Dude, me. Dorit and Denise, I literally cannot stop. Thing. Like, I'm like, they're the same. I think we all know, and Teddy knows instantly, that it's all just a PR thing. But it also, I think Teddy's fine with her. Like, it's like. Yeah, she's like know, cute, sweet. Where's Brandy? Yeah. <laughs> she's like, let's expose everyone. Yeah, so um, everyone shows up. Teddy's really shocked and surprised. It's really cute. Erica comes in like 10 minutes later maybe and she's in this pink wig and she's really fun and just glammed up to the nines. Which She I looks like that look she did in um, Harajuku. Japan. Yeah, yeah with um, it looks like the that. same wig, which I was like a bit like Erica. Like this is a look we've seen like before. Wigs. And she's like, it's the baby's gender. But I was like, no, Erica. She's allowed to recycle You don't pay wigs. Mikey and all the ex- hair and makeup people from keeping up with the kardashians to do your face and hair if you don't want to move it up a level i don't know i'm fine with her repeating wigs i think we're we're good with that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. okay so okay. erica arrives then what happens? <laughs> she arrives and she's just like life the party well not life of the party but i just like love how she went yep. up to kim richards who's also come PS. And, you know, looking a bit haggity-hoo, but we won't say that out loud. Yeah, she's sorting her shit out, you know, you can tell. Yeah, she's probably just aging naturally a bit more than the others. And, you know, Erica walks up, she's, like, looking great. Like, she sits down. And then a few moments later, Kim's like, oh, Brandy is in the neighborhood. Should I tell her to pop by? And it's like, oh, that's so weird. Remember last time she filmed and she was literally just happening to be sitting in a car in the driveway? So weird how this happens, like, literally every time. It's like she's just around the corner when we're filming. She's just waiting for the call, which is fine. But um, so Randy comes and bless her heart. I just miss her old face. I know she looks really bad. Like I can't I feel read her like, emotions. Yeah, she looks like shit. Like in any, it doesn't matter what lighting, hairstyle, like you know, face we're talking about. She just looks like absolute crap hole. I know she's gone like eight steps too far. I feel upset about it because you're right. Like when she first came on the scene, like she was fucking gorgeous. Like that's why all the housewives were like intimidated by her because she just came on she was young she just had like this killer body and she was just like hi and i get it you age you don't have the body anymore but like just you don't look like a human right now i don't know i just she blamed it on actually that's one thing she wasn't honest about she blamed it on her glam and that is not glam's fault no that's your face just you've got filler that's holding you up and then you've got your face that's holding you down and then it just all gravity it's all fucked up yeah going through her now so she comes in and she sits down and they end up kind of starting to talk about it. And then suddenly. Because they're like, oh, my God, shit hit the fan in Italy. Like, you have no idea. Like, we can find And she's like, really? And then she's kind of like, yeah. She kind of breaks down a bit. She's like, I don't want to really talk about it in front of all these strangers. And they, like, pan to, like, Teddy's really normal looking friends. And they're like, okay, time for my friends to go. And then we'll just have this talk. To be Teddy's awkward. like, fuck off, man. Like, I've got a contract to keep. Like, I've got to keep my diamonds. Yeah. She's like, I've got no time for you. you Nothing to adios. Like, you're probably just extras that Kyle and Dorit, <laughs> like, hired anyway to come sit at the table. They're probably just book it a better dish hands who are out the back. Exactly. So, anyway, then Brandy starts opening up about it. So, Dorit is really side um, siding with Denise. She's like, I believe in... Yeah, she's really adamant. Yeah. She's like, weird. you know what? I don't think that you guys did have a relationship because Dorit, remember... Sorry. Oh, my God. I did it again, but the opposite. Denise, remember, has, like, denied the fact that her and Brandy had even, like, a friendly relationship. Like, she was like, oh, I've seen her once or twice in my life. Like... I think Denise We definitely also... didn't talk, like, that much before the black and white party. And then we've got all these, like fucking receipts which i love like i fucking love receipts and brandy brings them all out of like years and years of conversations between her and denise where they're you know there's obviously like loyalty and love and like respect there which like, doesn't come from just meeting each other like once or twice you know brandy's got like the 16 gig apple like 28 gig she's got a lot of storage for Dude, those messages she's fucking ready yeah and so you kind of get denise i think denise standing up Sorry, Dorit standing up for Denise. See, it's hard. It's, I'm doing it. It's the Ds. It's the Ds. The double Ds. Well, mm-hmm. funny I say double Ds because I think the reason why Dorit is pissed at Denise hmm. is because... Is she? No, sorry. <laughs> Ritu. What? No. Dorit is standing up for Denise yeah. because she doesn't like Brandy because Brandy made fun of Dorit's boobs. Yes. Finally got it out. I'm sorry. Yes. Continue. Yes. No, I agree. It's like she's got some sort of vendetta because Dorit never wants to think that like her body is like 
disgusting and brandy pretty much was like your boobs are gross so like i'm sure she does kind of have some like i don't want to believe brandy i'm ready to like move on but it was interesting because brandy was like talking about the fact that denise is like a master manipulator and she even says like i think that denise is like a bigger manipulator than lvp which was like really crazy because we haven't Shocker. heard anyone talk about lisa vanderpump it was and, like, like voldemort was being mentioned oh my god everyone's the- like oh kyle's face is like oh my god <laughs> goodbye kyle the memories the flashbacks but what do you think like do you think that denise is more manipulative than lisa um i think on the same page like i think no i actually think lisa's more manipulative really i think i was gonna say the opposite oh really so i think denise might just like shove you away if she's done with you whereas lvp is kind of like punishes you she punishes you then she'll bring you back for a bit to reward you as a friend i don't know yeah, I don't know. I feel like Denise is, like, more blatantly lying to me oh, than totally. LVP ever has. Like, I, I think, think that... LVP's smarter. LVP, yeah. She's smarter. I think she... Yeah, she definitely has, like, a better way of dealing with being an asshole than Denise does. Totally. Anyways, so then we have um, Lisa Rinna goes over to Kyle's house. Kyle's wearing some, like, sort of, like beret and i feel like her eyebrows are really dark and her like face is really light and then it, like you've got the contrasting look of lisa ritter who's like again not wearing that much makeup so her upper lip is fucking huge she went to the tanning salon and got oh my Tahitian god princess. she looks like a whole different race in this scene and we it just doesn't look right like compared to kyle who's got like heavy under eye white and concealer and like a beret if, i don't know if kendall just got a new tv did you like it's very like whoa we are seeing every poor or something the lighting has changed like these women just they can't hide anything from us no we will find out that you got phil out there you know and you yeah we can't see the emotion in your face everyone and we don't like it yeah so anyway they're in the kitchen kyle's making some sort of concoction in the baking category yeah she's cracking eggs somewhere and then she's putting something in the oven she's not even talking i'm like are you like miming right now lisa's just going on and on about she's like i can make she could be making like a quiche she could be making a chocolate cake she could be making like quiche like she's whipping up a quiche that she'll serve lisa for lunch it could be like Like, it could be an abundance of different things that is a good friend but lisa is going on about how she wants to sign up for denise but she can't and i kind of I kind of get it in that sense. Totally. It's like you want to believe her, but like it's just yeah. makes it, like everything makes it so impossible to believe her. So she's just kind of yeah, Brandy is kicking herself in the ass, especially the longer that she takes to like actually rock up to events. Yeah, totally. And then we kind of get a flash forward to like they're like next week, the season finale, which shock horror. Yeah, we were what? like, how did that happen? But pretty much it's all the girls are heading to NYC first to see Erica as Roxy Hart, which, which will is be exciting. Great. Can't wait for that. And it's really exciting. I feel like they're all very pumped for Erica. Um, and then we, what else was there? I think there was like, a- we get a little sneak peek of um, the party. Denise. She's like, she doesn't rock up somewhere because she's like, you know, I think it might actually be New York, but she's like, I can't go because I've got a family emergency. And this is something that I think we saw yeah. life, like real time in real life. We saw Lisa Rinna comment on one of her Instagrams and say like, hey, are you okay? We've all been really worried about you. Why haven't you replied to anything to Denise? And um, I remember at the time, like everyone was picking it up. Everyone was being like, oh my God, like what's the story? What's the scoop? So like, it'll be really interesting to see that play out on TV. Like I do think that like shit will have well and truly hit the fan. I We were talking about it earlier and I'm like, I hope that the reunion is good, but I have low expectations at this yeah. point that, we saw, that any, we'll get anything out of it we saw all the season assist whatever it is season assist that's the one season assist um yeah and it's just if nothing good is and juicy is being discussed why bother you know well guys that was the episode of real houses of beverly hills we're going to get straight into real houses of potomac the latest episode after this Chantelle's fully caught up. She's done a great mm-hmm. job in the past week. Everyone give her a good round of applause. Yeah. And we'll chat to you guys about that soon. Okay, guys, we are back with a recap of this week's episode of The Real Housewives of Potomac. And we're you in... said it right as well that time. Only because I had a lesson. Oh guys, I used to say Potomac. How Potomac. Potomac. Why don't they have an I-C at the end then? 
because it's just a thing. It's a thing. Okay. <laughs> just accept it. So I'm totally new to this franchise, except that I totally binged all the seasons in the last few weeks. So I'm up to date. So I'm not really new now. I'm seasoned. But we're um, honestly, we're both quite new. Like, I think we hadn't watched it. This is the first season we're both watching live. True. Like, prior to this, I binged, you know, from season one to season four. And I just, like, I just, it blew me away. Like, I have to say I mean, to anyone out there who's listening right now who's, like, never watched Potomac, is thinking about doing it and do hasn't it. quite pulled the trigger. Like, I wish I wish I was you. Like, I wish Dang. I could go back in time and rewatch it all with they fresh, just, beautiful eyes. But I can't because I've already I watched know. it. And they you have like a blessing. They feel like your friends. Like, they're just so real compared to what we're seeing now in Roni and Real Housewives of Bev Hills. Like, it's also like fabricated and a bit too like made up. It's the greatest contrast. Like you'll you'll watch it and you'll be like, this is the breath of fresh reality era that I needed in my and life. And it's got, you know, your physical fights. It's just beautiful. Anyway, so getting to it, we're kicking off um episode three of season five, and we're back where we kind of left last week, which was in a restaurant. Um, Monique and Giselle had come together to through this kind of congratulatory dinner for Ashley and to get her out of the house after having baby Dean. Which was beautiful, I thought. And I've always thought that, like, I really have always wanted Monique and Giselle to be friends because I like both of them. But they've always been, like, powerful women on the show that have, like, been very, like, conflicty. But I like them both. So I'm always like, and I think that they could be friends. They're both, like, no bullshit kind of people. But But they, for some reason, never got along. I think they just saw each other as threats and yeah. kind of – but I hope this friendship lasts because it's really fun to watch. I like it. I agree. So they're they're throwing – they've just thrown this dinner for Ashley. We're kind of having a situation where everyone's confronting Candace about, like, the fact that she needs to apologize to both Ashley and Monique about the things that she's done to them. So for Ashley, like, she definitely, like, threw a butter knife in her face and told her that she wasn't having babies – shouldn't care about having babies and then also apparently did all these tweets about her like it just seems like that relationship is the tweets are toxic intense they're like you're a concubine yeah and uh a wench yeah they're very old schooly old schooly insults Mm -hmm. you know yo concubine like someone has opened up their bible and gone hey liar yeah (laughs) (laughs) what can i call her that's the most evil thing jesus would love and um monique monique is obviously mad at Candace because we found out that she's had a disconnect with um, Sharice, who was one of the original Housewives of Potomac um, and is now just a friend of. Um, but apparently Sharice has been spreading rumors about Monique that she's been canoodling with her trainer when she is in a loving, dedicated relationship with her man, Chris, who I love. I oh, know, I love Chris too. So she's angry because, like, Sharice was invited so uh, Candace invited Sharice to her like one year wedding anniversary yes and um, Monique was like couldn't you have at least given me the heads up because she's done all these shitty things to me which I'm like agree I agree with her on that I feel like yeah I do if you've got a relationship with someone and you know that someone's like done things that have really like tarnished their reputation like this is something this is something big because she's saying that like you know, if it's true, she's saying that Monique is cheating on her husband. She just had a baby. Like, would she have been cheating while she was pregnant? Like, there's a lot of, like, accusations being thrown there. And it would be, it would feel like a betrayal if that used to be one of your best friends. So I feel oh, like completely. that that Candace does have a responsibility to, one, know that. And then to, two, be like, it's more hey, like- this is just heads up. Like, I feel like she should be there. Is that cool? I wonder if she knows, though, like, the full deets. As in... But, but... Monique made it clear, like, in the way that she was talking, that it sounded like she should know. Yeah, like true. she was like, "You, how could you not know?" Like, I've been. I'm trying it to be to open minded because I know personally, I really don't like Candace just I from know. past seasons. So I'm trying to be like, because you get, you know, how I find it weird. So all the girls are kind of being like, "Look, Candace, you know, you deserve like to give." Monique and Ashley apologies but then she's like is this um an apology thing or is this an attack Candace and she kind of goes on and it's true they are all attacking her but it's kind of valid but Karen Karen stands up for her with one of her weird etiquette things and like girls it's not the time girls let her go Candace needs to go let the mouse go let the mouse go in Um, Sutton's words we have this new Wendy chick who's amazing we meet her um so I think we met her like a few 
episodes ago. Yep. This season, she's new. Yep. Um, and she seems like a total badass. Like she's got like a billion and one PhDs or something. Super smart. Has really cute husband and kids. Oh um, my god. Really Her cute. husband and kids are fucking adorable. Like I could not. Like my there were ovaries a lot of sexy were tingling with excitement. He was sexy. He, oh, sensual. Jamal is sensual. Like I just can't. Yeah, I can't handle it with these insides. men. Yeah. And yeah. So Wendy was supporting Candace at this dinner, which she would because she doesn't know anyone else. So like I will give her a pass on this one, even though I think that she fully didn't really realize what she was talking about. No. But we essentially leave this dinner. Nothing's been majorly resolved, but we know that Candace and Ashley are kind of on a better page than they were before. Like, it's a bit like, cool, like, yeah. let's, you know, let's agree to disagree and we'll, we'll talk it out we'll at a different like, time. Yeah. Um, I feel and like Ashley's super humbled. Oh, my God. Yeah. I think having Dean has really just chilled her out. She's like, there's no time for me to be mad at anyone because I have a cute little child that doesn't ever say anything. And it's just the chillest baby ever. And looks like a 70-year-old. And And he looks like Benjamin Button, reverse (laughs) aging. Anyway, so this is the best thing about Potomac because we do have this um, scene where the audio, the there's basically like a flash up on the screen that says, um, you know, we had stopped recording, but audio continued. And it's like... Candace and Monique outside the restaurant like having a feud about the whole Charisse thing like they're like oh she you know that like she has spread these rumors about me and Candace is like eh, da, 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 da. and I'm just like this is why Potomac is the best yeah it's it seems messy but I feel like there's more to come because right now on social media I don't know if any of you are listening but there's been a lot of like Monique going on Instagram live and then I think there was a physical fight yes so Candace and Monique, like, in real time, definitely had a feud during the filming of the show. So, like, there is more to come between Monique and And Candace. what I love about Potomac Girls is they can't hold it down like um, Bev Hills Girls. Like, Bev Hills Girls would try and not talk about it. They know they can't. Potomac are like, I'm going to just go rogue and do an Instagram live. Oh, yeah. So they're fully ready to talk about it. They're like, you know what? Let's fucking do this. We're in Potomac. We're ready to party. So you get, I love it. You get um the next scene. I think it was Ashley and Michael in a baby shop, right? Yeah. And it's cute because you see the baby. Like Ashley's super happy to be a mom. Like Drew, Dean, Drew, Dean, Dean, Dean. Dean. It's really chill for a baby. Weirdly, like I don't quite get it. But anyway, so Ashley and Michael are there, and then suddenly Michael kind of just snaps. And you don't really get what he fully says, but he's pretty much just like, can we fucking hurry up? And yeah, he swears. he's like, I've got to go to work now. Ugh. It's like he had a personality snap. She's like, okay. This is why Michael's scary, though, because like, I he's feel like scary. we try and pretend, you know, oh, Michael isn't crazy, but he is crazy. Like, remember in the reunion episodes yeah. from the last season where they're like, where they're talking about him and then Andy Cohen's like, there he is on the balcony. Yeah. And he's like, like from the balcony and you're like oh He's this is petrifying really weird and i want to not find him weird but i do he's super weird but i just worry for her i'm like i hope you're okay just like blink twice if you're not legit and we've got this whole scene where robin is at giselle's new house and they're kind of talking about the relationship between jamal and the children which is so interesting to me because i'm like it's it's like what giselle said like she's seen the parent trap like it's every kid's dream to have their mom and dad be together and it seems like always before like they obviously loved their dad i love but like they just don't like the fact that they're together i love her kids and i love how honest they're showing it like they're not yeah. sugarcoating it it's like it's super weird like to have your parents they obviously divorced when they were younger it's it's weird you know your mom is been talking about your dad cheating on her now they're back together and we have this scene in like this sub kind of story of this episode is it's um Giselle's birthday and Jamal who is hunky dory can we just say mm, he's so cute except he has a weird like like pastor he's a pastor and he has pasta he's pasta he is pepperadelli <laughs> carbonara he's very funky for a pasta like maybe in America they have better different. fashion sense yeah but he's was not like, like a priest he's like He's a pastor. A sermon deliverer. No, I get it. But I'm just like, whoa, there's some funky outfits You know, happening. and he was wearing that pink suit that time. Like, it's just like. Yeah, they have this He's got a vibe. <laughs> it's a vibe. Anyway, so he takes Giselle and the girls out on this, like, 
super fancy dinner on a yacht, but the girls are super awkward and quiet and it's almost sad. And I feel like Giselle's feeling a bit sad. It's kind of hard to watch that scene, I thought. Because she's like, this is supposed to be the dream. Like, don't you guys want to, like, be together? Like, it's just, it's 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 really, really sad. It and it's really awkward because um, Jamal, like, gives the the kids a present and he gives it to the eldest daughter and she's all like, isn't Nicki Minaj ticket? <laughs> And then she opens it and he's like, I got you guys a restaurant. Like, you own a restaurant. And everyone's like, Because oh. it's also like, dude, do you know how much we've fucking seen season two and two of this fucking show. We know what it's like to have a restaurant. Remember Oz? I know. But also, Remember Oz? Giselle has made no secret that, like, she, you know, had to fight her way up to, like, you know, do every hue and have her business and sh- set an example for the kids. And then it's like, Jamal's just like, here's a restaurant. It's kind of weird. He's like, I don't know anything about it, but it's great. And it's not even in the state that you live in, but I love you guys. Here's your anyway, restaurant. Anyway, peace out. It's weird. But that's kind of what we see of Jamal. And all I can tell from it that is, yeah, Giselle was very happy, but I don't know what that means. Because I feel like we always say you're happy with guys. I know, and it, it, well, I kept telling Chantal, I was like, it seems like the kids were more happy to see her with Sherman, which is really sad because it's like so random. They're like, Sherman. And then it's like her dad, <laughs> their dad, like Jamal. They're all like, I know. we don't like this at all. But you know, you can't, whatever. It's up to them to decide how they feel about it. And I'm glad that they let them speak honestly. I know. So later on, we have after that, um, Karen, you know, the grand dame comes to Monique's house for a little visit because I love their little friendship actually. But the birds there again, what is it called? Man- Tachilla? Tachilla. Tachilla or something. Tachilla? So I honestly, like, birds really scare the fuck out of me. Like, I too would, like, I just think really they're not, hate it. They're not pets. I don't like it. It needs to fly and it can't do that in a house. And you can tell it's, she's got, like, a teeny tiny lead on it, you know? Can we talk about, like, last episode? She was, like, potty training her kid who's four months which is super early yeah wow and then she's like potty training her bird what's what's happening maybe she's just really like she got it training maybe Maybe we need to get monique in whenever we have a kid so just to make like you and i when we have a child i can't potty train my dog let alone a bird that's i know and she's like do poo she probably potty she's like let me check to chill out and it's like she's like good it's weird. I don't and, like birds, though. So I'm like, I can never support this relationship between no, a, Monique and a bird. But interesting, we're not really seeing her happy in this episode. Maybe no, he's and I angry. love him. I know. I'm just so concerned. Like, I really hope that, like, she didn't cheat on him because he's such a big hunka hunka bird in love. And his voice is so low and When they sensual. go fishing together, that gets me. I know. And then the like... kids are, like, running around. She's like, okay, guys, get, get it together. <laughs> So then we go to um Ashley's Sip and Sea, which is at the penthouse. Boop, boop. But she like, she literally has never had an event here before. No. Like we've seen so many scenes of her like doing yoga and like talking to her mom and like I don't you know, think having she's fights had... with Michael, but she's barely done anything she's like never even fun had in this good, apartment. One of the girls over for like a tea or anything. No, you know? totally. This apartment has weird memories for me. Yeah, me too. So she has the girls over, it's all really nice. Um Monique comes and Giselle and Robin, they're kind of there first. And then we get um we Candace. Get Candace comes. Sorry, I forgot her name. Wendy. <laughs> and then there's all this drama, this like subtext kind of drama between Monique and Candace. And then Ashley's just like ha- having Dean on her boob and she's like, Oh, by the way, we were kind of talking about you before you came. Just thought you should know. There's a lot of people to remind you about. It was weird. It was very very blunt. But I think Ashley's kind of like no fucks given. Which we can appreciate. We can. Good on Ashley. She's, you know, she's got the boob out. She's ready to party. Her anus is torn, as she said last episode. Yeah, she's letting it all hang out quite literally. And um, so Candace is kind of confronted by the group, you know, to talk about this issue with Monique. And she gets very upset and she just leaves. Which... I mean, it's a very Denise move for Candace. It's not normally like Candace's behavior. She doesn't normally just adios. But I feel no. like, you know, it is what it is. Uh, we'll accept her leaving because I don't really need her in the event anyway. I feel like she kind of, so she stepped out and Ashley surprisingly followed her, told her like, hey, I didn't want you to feel ganged up on, blah, blah, blah. And Monique, uh, sorry, Candace cries again. Shocker. Yeah. But I think I think she kind of got that it was inappropriate where she was to like lash out. I just don't think she can help it. I think she's got severe anger issues. Yeah, she definitely does. She doesn't know how to control her 
herself. And we have Charisse, who then rocks up to the sip and see where Monique is like, again, Monique's like, okay, cool. Well, then nah, I'm going to go now. Like, I have to do my podcast and I'm going to go. Which I was like, oh my God, that's an excuse that we should use at all times. <laughs> yes. I'm going to do my podcast, guys. Bye. Okay. I just want to say as well, Monique is super hot. Hated what she wore, though. She is. And it's, ooh, yeah, it was like a little citrus lemon. It was like fluoro tennis ball. But I, I just don't can't know. believe that's what her body does like three months after she has a baby. Like, I'm like, that's a bit fun. Yeah, it's not really fair, but we just have to get on with that. Like, why is my body like this? Like, like you know, five mm. years before I have a baby. <laughs> no, this is my prepartum. That just doesn't really, it's not really fair. Prepartum bod. I know, it's so unfair. So anyway, that was kind of, was that the episode? I think that was pretty much it. Like it was, it was, I feel like we might not have done it justice. Like it was a really good episode. Yeah. The preview for next week, it looks like we have a bit of an issue between Candace and Giselle. She talks a bit of shit about Giselle and I fucking love when Giselle gets involved in anything. So I'm ready for it. Me too. Get I in there. also know I'm going to be biased. Towards Giselle. Yeah. Yeah. I've so I feel like that. you can never have a. We're, we're never going to have this podcast and have one person on Team Candace and one person on <laughs> Team Giselle. So just like in case anyone's out there being like, where is the equality? I'll be like, nah. Nah. I don't nah. I don't think Team Candace is out there at the moment. Just saying. Nah, they don't exist. It's her husband. does not exist. Yeah, Chris is Team Candace. Yeah, beautiful. But that's because he's he hypnotized with it. Yeah. by her vagina. So that is it, guys. We are going to head on to our little game. So stay tuned and we'll be right back. We are now ready for the game segment of the evening. We Last week we started for the first time. We played a little game called Guess Who Said It, where we each read three lines um, from any Bravo show. And we both had to guess who had said the line. Um, we loved it so much. We think you guys loved it so much. So we're going to fucking play it again. Here we are. Okay, I'm going to kick off right now. So <laughs> you go first, Chauncey. We got three okay. to go. The only thing worse than stale brioche is stale guess. Oh, fuck. I have literally no idea. Really? Like, I would think it was maybe someone from BH. Yeah, brioche? Guess. No. Oh. Someone. Guess someone. Lisa? No. Sonia Morgan. Oh, my God. Stale brioche. Okay. Mm. Okay, Sonia. I hear you. Mm. Okay. Ready? Um, you're an insignificant ass hair. Whoa. Yeah. Adrian Malouf. No. Who? It's Gina Liano. Damn it. Real Housewives of Melbourne. That is One of beautiful. our Australian Gina, loves. Gina, that Gina is Gina Liano. You're an insignificant ass hair. Oh, damn it. Okay. My second one. Cheetah, cheetah, pumpkin eater. Giselle. Damn it. Okay, I didn't – you were either going to guess it straight away, but you did. I <laughs> loved that went. line. Like, I loved it when she said that about Jamal. She's like, well, cheater, he cheater. was a cheater, cheater, pumpkin eater. Pumpkin eater. Okay, my next one is um, if everyone's saying you're dead, it's time to lie down. <laughs> That's a bad line. Hmm. Um, Bethany? Heather DeBrow. God, we are going really bad. Last time we fucking nailed it. I know. Look at us sipping away at our teas right now. Guys, we're, we're doing it's the, the peachy version tonight. Don't hate. It's, okay. the, it's the cinnamon teas. We're doing a strong cinnamon shot every time. Okay, my last who set it for tonight. Are you ready? Yeah. Being poor sucks and being rich is a lot better. Oh, my God, I know this. I know this, I know this, I know this. Oh my god! Oh, oh my god! Who is it? This is fucking. Should, crazy. I, should I put on the accent for fun? Yeah, do it. Okay. Being no. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> what was that? Being poor sucks. Being rich is a lot better. Okay, no, I have no okay, idea. I probably I didn't do. It I know who it is, but I can't. Like, was when it you is say it, the prettiness. Oh, it's Erica. Yeah. Erica Jane. I don't know if that my voice gave it away. Oh dear. That's true. She does say that. <laughs> All it's right. expensive to be mad. Okay. Um, my last one is um, I just want you off my jock. Bethany. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <gasps> I was like, I shot two singers, Bethany. It is Bethany. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. At least someone got something. 
Oh, no, you got Giselle. Okay. I got Giselle. A, it wasn't a complete fail. We got one each. So, guys, now we're going to do our top five of five, our <laughs> favorite game of all time. Last week, we decided we were going to do top five best friend feuds. Mm-hmm. Um, so, in order from five to one, five being the, I don't know, your Ooh. least favorite of the favorites, and then five, one being your ultimate, ultimate favorite. I found this one really hard because... There's a lot. Well, also, I just know I'm going to go home tonight and wake up and be like, God damn it. This one. Yeah. Totally. Do you want to go first? All right. I'll kick off. Kick us off. My fifth was Lisa Vanderpump and Kyle Richards. Wow. Goodbye, Kyle. I actually didn't have that. Yeah. I kind of like that one because it's like end of an era. Goodbye, Kyle. And that was kind of the end of Lisa Vanderpump on BH. It was. She just faded out that season. Did she even come to the reunion? No. She did an Adrian Lloyd. It was the nail in the coffin. Remember? And then when they did that flashback that was like Lisa at the reunion where Adrian didn't rock up and she was like, I just think it was a horrible decision. Yes. That didn't age well, did it? Did not age well at all. So um, my number five is um, Jackson Sandoval. Oh, my God. This season? This season. I just felt like it was, that was deep. It was emotional. It was deep. We got the first break of the fourth wall and VPR, like – which, about it like I just yeah. was like it was it was just really upsetting yeah and they did. not even like about it was more upsetting this round than when Jax actually slept with Tom Sandoval's girlfriend Kristen Doty yeah like this round was like more it like, felt more real yeah like more like grown up this is an end of like a total friendship but just like a difference in like values and interests just a quick intro um break for a VPR friendship update did you see this week um Randall's out on a holiday like yes yes darcy With, Bo, yeah um katie tom schwartz and obviously jacks and Britt and lala but it, it kind of seems like there's a divide with um tom sandoval and ariana yeah but yeah but i think kind of the firing would have worked wonders for um Kristen's relationship with Stasi and stuff because they seem to be hanging out anyway. Oh yeah, I think they're I think they're friends again for yeah, sure. Me too. So you know things happen for a reason apparently. Exactly. Um, okay, what's your number four? Okay, my number four is Stasi and Kristen after Jack's cheating. The slap. Oh yes. Yeah. Oh my god, that was great. Eh? That How did I not have that in mind? It's just such an iconic slap that has given us memes upon memes. Dude, the slap that was, that was like the craziest reality TV show I had ever watched in my life. Yeah, it's really intense. Oh my God, good one. Okay, my number four was um Gina and Emily from Real oh. Housewives of Orange County. Oh, Gina and Emily. Like when they had, because they were best friends, like I felt like they came onto the scene together. And then when Gina was kind of becoming like the Trace Amiga's little baby Amiga. Yes, last season. Yes, and then Gina felt really like left. Oh I'm not. Yes. Uh, Emily felt really left that out and stuff. It was really upsetting to but me. But then Gina just had to coach her through and was like, "No, I still love you." I know it was oh, upsetting. Poor, yeah, so that one. Oh, poor yeah, Emily. That okay, was there. that was beautiful. That's a really deep one. Nice. Who was your number three? Um, number three is Slut Pig with Brandy and Kim Richards. Ooh, so best friend feud before they were best friends. Well, yeah, actually, I guess they weren't best friends. That's which okay. Is, you you know, found a loophole I'm in the doing something in the scenario, and I yeah. love it. That was a good one. Okay, my number three is um Vicky and Tamra. Yes. When they had that big feud with um with Brooks, the whole Brooks situation, that was and um, and you knew it was real life. Like Vicky was yelling at her, being like, "You're supposed to be my sister, my soulmate, my best friend." <laughs> Ray! And Mickey's like doing her whole life. Never had sex with multiple people. Voice like it was no. just crazy. That scene was fucking crazy. I kind of forget when it's off season how crazy they are. Like the OC women are just neck level. Oh my god, gnarly neck level. Um. Okay, I'm up to my second one. Yeah. Um. So I got Bethany Frankel and Kelly from Rooney when she's like, "I'm up here." Oh, you're, you're down here. Down here. That whole. I thing. didn't realize they were best friends. Well, they. Yeah. Okay. I kind of. You kind of watched this game. What have you done? This is you've taken just, the brief and you've changed it completely. They kind of became friends later. Right? Okay, so it's feuds no. of people that just, knew each other. <laughs> your your turn. It's okay. <laughs> okay, the next one. I've got it. The next My one's number two is actually Bethany as well, but Bethany and Carol. Oh yeah, that was Radzibil because they were best friends, and 
they had that huge falling out where like they would in Mexico, like, critiquing right? each other's like haircuts and like yeah, was whether messy. someone yeah it was really really bad so that was my number two and kind of beneath them both and anyway okay my number one are you ready drum ready. roll it's not about the pasta oh lala and james yeah. oh my God, that's a great one because they are best they were best friends and they kind of still are again and I actually love their friendship. Me too. And it isn't about the pasta. It's not about the pasta. It's beautiful. It's about the pastor and the pastor's Jamal. Yes. Okay, my number one was also VPR. A couple, it was Katie and Stassi. Shut the fuck up, Stassi. Shut the fuck up, Stassi. It's not about you all the time, Stassi. This is when Katie was about to go Katie on Katie found her ground. Sheena's bachelorette party and she just fucking nailed the fuck out of Stassi. Wait, so that who was, was she getting married to at this point? Shay. Oh, so it was back then. It was way back then. Wow. Time flies when you're watching TV. Exactly. And we've already, you guys, you're lucky. We've already decided what our next week top five of five is going to be. It's going to be top five favorite couples. All time. So it could be Kyle and Maurizio. It could be camille and kelsey grammar which it could be, be weird Kristen, duty and sandoval like it could be something yeah. weird and wacky and like introverted could be that jamal you don't and giselle like just anyone who's a couple on the show like let us know who your faves are if they're weird that's fine no we're down for it in any case we love you guys thanks for listening this week if you want to support us obviously follow us on instagram at oh bravo the podcast Or you can listen to us on iTunes, podcasts, or Spotify. Bye. Bye.